That, I believe, is part of my assignment, is to hit the eject button on the things you already know and get you off your derriere and do something fabulous for the kingdom. Yeah. Is to not be stuck in faithlessness and apathy, but to have the heart of the Father and to declare... And, and was it always easy? And I'm not saying you've got to be loud and shout. This is my personality. God doesn't change your personality when you come to know him. He shapes your character. And in that process, if my personality was a little jagged and rough, you know, well then, of course, by the fruit of the Spirit, my personality morphed because of my character. Does that make sense? Yes. So I didn't change and become two different people. I'm not like Sybil. <laughs> like, oh, who let her out of the cage? No, I'm not that. So rudeness is not a fruit of the Spirit. Attitude is not a fruit of the Spirit. Arrogance is not a fruit of the Spirit. Well, but God, no, God didn't say that. He said to endure. Love endures all things, hopes all things, believes all things, takes no record of wrongs. Oh, and how we love to say that, right? I could have said that with all the people that violated me, but because I chose to activate, right here we know the word, John 10.10, the thief comes what? To kill, steal, and to destroy. But who has come? Jesus, why? So we can have life. And he doesn't stop there, but abundantly. But he doesn't just say abundantly. He says more abundantly. He's like he's double-dog daring you to believe him for excess. The thief comes to steal. It's kind of like if we open up, um, in Florida we have a lot of mosquitoes. But if I were to leave my front door open with no screen at the high season of all the mosquitoes, how many of you know they're going to get in my front door? Okay, so that, would that be ignorant? Absolutely, and then I'm complaining. I'm bit by mosquitoes. No, you idiot, you left the door open. I know, I shouldn't say I'm an idiot. You catch my drift. Yes. Don't send me hate mail. She believes in the word of God and she talks life, but then she called herself, I won't even read it. And so <laughs> the thing is, I chose... We choose to shut the door to opposition. We choose to shut the door to demonic tactics. We choose to shut the door to a lack of faith. We choose to shut the door. Never complain about what you permit. If the doors open and stuff came in, maybe you left a little crack for the enemy to get in there. Because he mimics everything the Spirit of God does. The Word of God says all you need is a little bit of faith like a mustard seed. But he also says the enemy only needs a little gateway. So he mimicked the power of the Holy Ghost. And he can only do three things, kill, steal, and destroy. That's it. We think he's so vast. He's really not. Let's not give him more credit. Let's talk about the promises of God. Oh, you don't know what the enemy did to me. Oh, you don't. Nobody knows the troubles I, and no one really cares. <laughs> Come on. It's like I got a little bag of shush for you. Shh, shh, shh. Get your spoon. Stir yourself back up. Do what you need to do. Get your face in the word of God. We don't need a word from Facebook. You need to get your face in the book. This is going to give you the word you need. This is the greatest success book. I'm going back to school for my master's, so I believe in education. I believe in wisdom and knowledge. I believe in podcasts. I believe in absolutely educating yourself. So do not misunderstand what I'm saying. But if you are missing out on this living, active, ready, stable word of God, then you're missing out on the greatest thing that is available to you. I would much rather be stuck in a parking lot with nothing and in my Bible because I know that this will get me out of trouble. And this got me into a place of restoration. 
It was over a decade ago that my grandfather sat in one of my services and accepted Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior and asked for forgiveness for violating me for all those years. To me, that's pretty powerful. My own father, that had all the, the issues I talked to you about, the physical, mental, and verbal abuse. And, and we talked yesterday about how I had um, disrespect for law enforcement and disrespect for people in authority because I had seen it in my own home. That was my doorway. My door was wide open to that. But see, the Spirit of the Lord, the Holy Spirit, as we allow him, he begins to show us, hey, you've got 15 mosquitoes in the door. They've flown in. Now, are you going to just fly swat them? or Come on. Are you going to close the door? No, I think I'll let a few more in while I'm busy over here trying to kill everything. We need to close the door. And I closed the door because the Holy Spirit showed me some ugliness in my heart. And I needed healing and restoration. And you know how you get it? You use your words. You activate with your mouth. And I began to write old school. Yep, I did. Old school with my penmanship. There's something very powerful about taking your own handwriting, your pen, and documenting things like a scribe. Yes, I love social media. Follow me. Real Christine M. You know, you should follow me. That's my little plug. Um, No, I I don't really care if you do or don't. But the the point is, no, I really do follow me. Um, So... But you write things down. So use your tablet. I love all that. Use the the savviness of what's out there today. But when you write, it's literally like ejecting things out of here, into here, and they come out on paper. And there's something so powerful about that. Because scribes declared and documented what happened in the days of Jesus. Think about when we document what's going on around us and don't read it in the middle. Just get it all out there in your God time. And some of you need to be challenged in your God time. A little dab will do you. It's not going to cut it for this year. The Spirit of God is saying, if you want something you've never had, you're going to have to do something you've never done. So how much more do you want as power, boldness, and authority? Or maybe you're happy just being a by-and-by Christian. Woohoo! Praise the Lord. Church was awesome. Let's go eat. Or do you want to be on assignment when you go to that restaurant today? Or do you want to pay for someone's meal? Or do you want to be the love walk that someone else needs to see? Do you want to be the rescuer for someone who wants to kill themselves today? Do you want to be that distribution center for Jesus? Because it's going to require you to put some things down. It's going to require you to shut the door. It's going to require you to open up your mouth and activate your words through faith. A little teeny faith. So if you feel, oh, I don't have a lot of faith, baby, take the pressure off. You don't need a lot of faith. It will grow. It's a muscle. And for it to grow and to be stretched, you have to utilize it. I can complain about a wimpy arm or I could get my butt back in the gym. You catch my drift. It's very basic. Everything I'm saying this morning is nothing you don't already know. But you just needed a silly little girl to come up here and kind of remind you of the things that God has in store for you to say, come on. Today is the finest hour, and I thank you, God, you preserved me for such a time as this. I could have been snuffed out a long time ago, but you knew that I was needed for this day and age, and you chose to save me. And that is how we need to change how we look at life. We can talk about economics and politics, and I'm not going to today, and all the things that are going on globally. Or you can choose to say, well, I guess I must be part of the end time, so what's my assignment? We don't dismiss what's going on. We don't camp in what's going on, but we camp in the word of God. And when I camp in that, I bring power with me. I bring authority with me. An officer can walk in here decorated, and you know he's carrying an authority because he wears it. Do you understand the difference? Get an image of how you should be in the eyes of God. 
Maybe people don't see all your medals and your badge of honor or whatever. Maybe some of you haven't, haven't even earned those, but I'm telling you, in the spirit, you have. So I want to use that just as a little analogy that you can see yourself the way God sees you. You're an ambassador of Jesus Christ. Do you wear him well? Or do you just pick up old dirty boots and a nasty old shirt? Oh, I got that one pin somewhere around here somewhere. Throw that thing on. Tape it, whatever. Praise the Lord. Amen. I love Jesus. Hallelujah. You look ridiculous. Can I just say, we're not to be sloppy Christians. We're to walk worthy of the call with which we have received. We are to square our shoulders back. You can be bold, but walk with a dignity and a grace. You can walk saying, I serve a Messiah, a King of Kings, and I'm searching the atmosphere to see who needs Jesus today because I'm someone's answer. So many times we come into God's presence and we need the answer. But you know what I found the most powerful thing is when we become what others need, our needs get fulfilled. It's a beautiful exchange, and it takes the selfishness out of the equation. I don't care if you've been saved five years or 55 years. However old you are, it does not matter. It matters that you grow in Jesus. And I remember declaring with my words, and I'm going to keep driving this home until you get it. And I said, Lord, I believe you for restoration. Yes, my natural daddy did all those things to me. I was mad at my mom because I felt she was an enabler. You know, we can just go down the, the whole game. But I remember crawling underneath the table, hiding, um, calling 911. I remember cleaning blood off the walls. I remember watching my brother get into fist fights with my dad. You know, and now I just look at the scars that I have. Yeah, was it wrong that my dad did those things to me physically? Yeah, but you know what? Now I look at them. And I look, if my, if my father were here today, in fact, my mother called me this morning, and my, if my dad was here today, he'd sit right there on that front row, I would tell you all this and probably even so much more, and he would have tears streaming down his face at the goodness of God, and he would say, taste and see that my God is good and his mercies endureth forever, and great is his faithfulness, because we chose on purpose with intent to open up our mouth and utilize the word of God, which believes that no weapon formed against us shall prosper, and he will do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ever ask or think and we activated the word of God and our activation causes an acceleration and puts us in a place for our destination but we must posture ourselves for purpose today and my father and my mother their marriage is restored my relationship with my my father is lovely with my mother is lovely there's no hatred there's no angst there's no bitterness it's kind of just like this i mean i like the platform but jesus sometimes we i think we see him like this well he's up here and he's he's not touchable i can't really reach him do you know the word says nothing no thing will separate you from the love of god nothing No sin, no attitude. Maybe you don't have some big, horrible sin. Maybe you're just fussy. You know, we talk to the girls, but men, I think you have a cycle too. (laughs) Just saying. Dave's is on the 16th of every month. I typically like to leave town that day. You're like, oh, that's wrong. So maybe it's unforgiveness, or maybe you you just feel numb and desensitized. Maybe you've been doing this Christian walk for a really long time, and you're just like, whew, nothing's new under the sun. Well, I never thought I'd see the day, and Trump be in office, and all this craziness be happening, and blah, 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 blah. You know what? That kind of attitude is going to keep you miserable. That kind of posture is not powerful. It's pitiful. Are you going to choose power, or are you going to choose your pain?
Because the word of God says, and I believe there's some people here today and you need to forgive. You need to forgive others and you need to forgive yourself. The word of God says, we read the word, right? The effective, fervent prayer of the right doing person makes much power available. But if we do not come to our father asking for forgiveness, he says, I will not hear your prayers. Oh, God says that. Mm -hmm, Read the word. Your prayers are hindered. Do you want hindered prayers? And I'm going to use myself as an example. When I was going through stuff in my marriage or stuff with a relationship or being betrayed, just different things that I've gone through, you know, and out of my life. When I was becoming healed from all the toxic emotions and things that had been done to me. When I was getting healed from all that, I was so stuck in my pain, I could not see my promise. But when I got hold of the word of God, it's like the spiritual blinders that I had on came off. And I was able to see the forest for the trees. And then it's like the Holy Spirit just gently, it's not like I heard him, Christine, this is God. No, I don't hear him like that. You know, the angels don't, Whoa, come down and eat breakfast with me. I mean, good Lord, we'd freak out if that happened. But it's the same yesterday, today, and forever. The same power, power that raised Christ from the dead is the same power that can operate inside of us. But unworthiness and a lack of speech keeps us from obtaining it. But when we know whose we are and whose we belong to, we then have confidence to know that Jesus doesn't separate himself from me, but he comes right to where I'm at. And he engages with me because I'm his beloved. Because he sees past my faults, he already knew I was going to be jacked up, but he called me anyway. He already knew I was going to face adversity, but he chose me anyway. And now he says, you can deal with this and be miserable, or you can choose to turn the pain to power and let me produce things inside of you. So you have a choice today to exchange it. And it's not going to come by you just thinking it. It's going to come by you opening up your mouth and confessing it. It's really powerful because Jesus doesn't need us. He knows what we have need of. He doesn't need us to, well, ABC, you think, does he really need? Well, I think it's so much that we need to come to the agreement and the acknowledgement that there's something there, kind of a little bit of self-introspection. But don't camp there. That's why he says, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy burden, and I'm going to give you rest. He says, ask, ask, believing. So your faith and your asking go hand in hand. Ask, believing in your heart, nothing fearing and doubting, and you will have what you ask for. But you have to be active. Do you think we can just ask? It's like, how many of you like nice restaurants? Okay, so have you ever gone to a nice restaurant? You have to dress up a little bit, and you can't wear your you know, dirty old blue jeans and crummy tennis shoes. you got to dress up. And don't you feel better when you dress up? Now, what would it be like if we go to a nice restaurant, I'm dressed up, I go there and I'm I'm waiting for the waiter to to serve us and he comes and he says, oh, well, what can I get you today? I'd like a filet mignon. I'm sorry, ma'am, I can't hear you. I'd like a filet. Ma'am, I'm sorry, you need to speak up. What are you asking? See, that's sometimes what we do with Jesus. We think we've dressed the part and we're ready for our assignment, but we don't ask with boldness. We ask with timidity when he comes and says, what do you have need of? I, I kind of need to be free from this. He's over there going, I already know what you need to be free of. I wish we could speed this thing up. <laughs> Sometimes I think Jesus is at the right hand of the Father going, oh, yeah, we've created this thing. And God's like, oh, I know, we've got all the answers, but she's still not. That means stupid, thick-headed in Italian. And it's like, come on, Christine. 
The Holy Spirit is a gentleman, so he won't shove himself on you. But the waiter, like the Holy Spirit, will stand there and wait. In fact, he's so gracious, he's even going to say, I think you might need a moment. I'll be right back. And he walks away, and he gives you time to muster up the courage to ask for what you really need. And then he comes back to the table and says, may I serve you? What do you need? And that, I believe, is part of my assignment to ask you that question. What do you need? You have to activate your faith. Faith without works is dead. How do we activate it? Become someone's answer. Every day it might be a conscious decision for you to get up and push past your pain. So do it daily until you get over that thing. Oh, Lord, have mercy. I was liking you until you said that. (laughs) Every single day you have a choice. You can choose victory or you can choose defeat. You can choose to hold on to offenses and really they're just harming you, not the person that offended you because they probably long gone forgot about it. And you're sitting there all miserable. Well, that dirty old rotten scoundrel, I can't believe. Blah, blah, blah. And you see them in the store and they're like, hey. And you're like, ha, ah. <laughs> Anger, bitterness. What's the word say? Where there is contention and strife, there is every evil work. Not a few, every evil work. But the word does say signs and wonders follow them that <gasps> believe. But if we don't feel worthy, we don't believe. Am I making sense today? You've got to open your mouth. And praise and worship, whoever needs to hear this, it's not time for you to get your rear end to church. It's not a few extra minutes. It's a time for you to corporately come together and worship. Worship changes an atmosphere. Worship shifts things on your behalf. It's like you can, when my marriage was on the rocks, and I, I, I joke about it, I love Dave, but sometimes he just flat out gets on my nerves, and I know I get on his, look at me, you know? And, and it's just like, I'm like, Lord, this man! And I wanted to like put the Bible at the nightstand, love your wives as Christ loves the church, and put his coffee right there, and he'd shut the Bible and drink his latte, and I wanted to spit in it. And I'm like, oh, that's so wrong, Christine. I'm just being honest. Don't act like none of you have ever had problems. So we'll have an altar call for liars. Come on, it's the truth that we know that sets us free. And we've overcome by our testimony. Some of you are locked up, shut up, hunkered down, hanging on to your right to be right, and you won't share a doggone thing. And the Spirit of the Lord says, break the chains off and be free. Open your mouth and see and taste that I'm good. And mercy triumphs over judgment. But when I was in that place, I did not know how to articulate. And so I got fussy. Making sense? Let's just say we're not going to be fussy anymore with our words. We're going to activate them. Was I responsible for Dave or anybody else? Nope, I wasn't. I was responsible for my own growth. And we are responsible for our own self. How people treat us, I'm not responsible for that. I'm responsible for how I respond, not how I react. And a lot of us are going around reactors. And we are absolutely miserable because of our own doing. When the Lord just says, praise and worship is part to prime you, to get you into place of position for warfare. So when the word comes forth, your heart is prepared. It is a beautiful atmosphere, and you should cultivate it and create it at home, not just wait till once a week on a Sunday. 
Maybe turn the radio off. Maybe turn a podcast off. Maybe do an exchange for some TV. I don't know what it is, but how bad do you want to grow with God? How bad are you hungry for his word? My function is to, again, hit the eject button, but also to leave with you, and hopefully you'll cultivate a craving for his presence. My function is that you will understand and have a knowledge and an understanding of this word of God and how valuable it is. But if you do not read it, no matter how young or how old you are, do not be numb nor desensitized. God is doing a new thing. He is calling a remnant, and he is asking for you in this last hour to be alert, to be fixed, to be steady, to be stable, to focus on an almighty God who can change everything around you, for you, within you, by you, so he can get all the credit. But he's asking, are you going to be a participator? That's your choice. No one can make you do that. But when you choose it, it's a beautiful thing. How many of you just want to choose to do the next thing? The word says, I take no thought for tomorrow. God can't even go against his own word. Well, Lord, what about tomorrow? He's like, I, I can't. I'm a holy God. I have to watch over my word to make sure it performs what it set out to do. But I told you I'd give you peace for today. I told you don't worry about tomorrow. You know, worry, fear, and fret is just the open door for the enemy to get in which causes you to feel separated. Okay, so maybe you're not sleeping around. Maybe you're not embezzling money. Maybe you worry. Maybe you deal with guilt and shame. There's two of you in here and you're still stuck on cigarettes. Now, I'm not trying to condemn you, but you know, you want to live a long, healthy life. That's all. Just smile. We won't know it bothered you. You're like, oh, shoot. Don't crush them in the parking lot now, but probably want to throw them out in the trash before you leave. Or pray for deliverance or freedom, because the Lord can do it. If God could set me free from drugs and alcohol and all that kind of craziness, I mean, I'd smoke so many things. Woo! But I found Jesus is the best high I've ever had. The best high. And nothing, nothing, nothing compares to him. He is truly the lover of my soul. He truly is the air that I breathe. And with the air that I breathe, let's not give any more oxygen to toxicity. Let's not give any more oxygen to talking about the what-ifs, the what-could-haves. But let's just start asking God instead of why, let's just ask what's next. What's next, God? What's my assignment? What's next today? Because I want to dump it. I want you to put things in me. And okay, it's going to be a process. Okay, it's not always easy. But I'm ready for the journey. And that's all. It's just a sign of surrender. You don't have to be perfect. He can use you right now in your imperfections. He just needs your permission. Like the waiter. Make sense? Who here needs healing in their body? I just believe there's people, somebody's dealing with really low back pain right now, and someone's got an issue um, in their rotator cuff. Another individual has uh, an issue with their hearing. And you say, oh, well, why are we praying for that right now? Because that's what God wants to do right now. Because when we talk about the word and we talk about, you know, there's a lot of uh, ailments in the, in the body that are tied to our emotions, I'm not going to teach on that right now, but when you have toxic emotions, they attach itself to your physical being and it manifests in your physical body. And so the word's been spoken and the Bible says when you speak the word, it goes out and it heals them. So there's healing happening right now because the word is being spoken because the word is alive and active and sharper than any two-edged sword. That's why the Bible says we need to practice the word of God because just as our words are sharp, they can cut if we don't have our heart clean. So I don't want to cut with my words in a harsh way. I want the word to cut them and pierce because the word doesn't condemn, but it brings a conviction. 
Do you understand the difference? That's why our words are so powerful because we're to open our mouth and speak with the law of kindness and speak with healing. So Father, I thank you. Your healing presence is here this morning. Lord, I thank you for your anointing, which destroys every yoke of bondage. I thank you for healing my friends, your children. Uh, some need healing in their heart. Some have had, uh, uh, just, uh, just in your spinal cord, you've had issues in your spinal cord. I believe for healing there. Someone has an issue in their right knee. I believe for healing there in their ankle. Someone has an issue in their left ankle. Lord, wherever these issues are, and if we don't call them out, the Lord is very mindful of you. It doesn't mean that you're not being healed. So Jesus, I just thank you. And just maybe do something different. Just lift your hands if you feel comfortable right where you are and say, Father, I receive your healing. I give you permission to heal me and I am worthy to receive it. Now, Heavenly Father, I thank you with hands outstretched. Lord, I thank you for your healing power that is manifest today. Lord, I thank you that you take no record of our wrongs. You, Father, even those that needed to walk in forgiveness today, forgiveness is in the atmosphere. And some of you just in your own thoughts right now, you can make it right before the Lord. And you can say, Father, I release them. That's it. I release them. I choose to forgive. And you're going to see the healing come in your back. You're going to see heal that pain go in your shoulders. Some of you have been suffering from migraines. It's because you've been angry and you've been worrying and fretting and migraines are going to go and you're going to have the best night's sleep you've had in a very long time. You're not going to be disturbed anymore in the midnight hour. We speak death and destruction to the plot of the enemy and we ask you, Holy Spirit, to ambush the enemy's camp. So I thank you, Father God, that you are Jehovah Jireh. You'll make a way when there seems to be no way. Your word is yes and amen and your promises endure forever. So we thank you, Holy Spirit, for your anointing in this house. We thank you that you are calling us to be stirred up by way of reminder that whom the Son has set free is free indeed and we can do all things through you God because you strengthen us and in our weakness you become our strength so father I thank you today that we will use the power of activation to know that with our own words we can be accelerated into our destiny and Lord those that are complacent if you've been complacent right now I just want you to receive this prayer and you're not going to be complacent anymore you're going to be diligent about the father's business some of you are even in transition and you're not sure what's on the horizon and what's next but God's going to give you divine clarity and divine strategy He's going to talk to you on your midnight hours. He's going to wake you up early. He's wanting you to petition heaven and say, God, what do you have need for me to do? Because I have not come that I might be served. I have come that I might serve others. So, Lord, I thank you that we should be a distribution center for Jesus, that we are a living letter read by all men. And in the last days, wherever we go, we know, Father, that you shall do the great works and people shall be healed by the very mention of the name of Jesus. So, Lord, we thank you today for your healing presence. We thank you for your anointing. And, Lord, we thank you even those that don't understand the power of Jesus Christ, Father, but they are inquisitive, that they would just do a little bit of lean in today, and they would be curious about who Jesus is, Father, because you care for them, and you look past their sins, and you say you accept them as beloved. You accept them. You accept them, God. Nothing would separate them from the love of God. So, Lord, I thank you for the love in this house today. Lord, some people just need to sharpen their love walk. If that's you, just lift your hand. You say, I need to sharpen my love walk. The worship team's coming. The message is pretty much over. I'm just going to pray one more prayer for you, but just the love. We can have all these wonderful gifts, but if we have not love, we are nothing. 
We are nothing, and love is not wimpy. Love is great strength. Love is forgiving. Love is looking at an abuser and saying, I don't get you, but I'm going to love you. I don't have to shop with you or allow you maybe in all my circumstances, but I choose to love you because that's a command. Beloved, he wants us to prosper and be in health as our soul prospers. But if your soul is sick because you have not love, love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. So, Father, we thank you for love to be manifest in this house today. We thank you for a hunger for your word. And Lord, those that have lifted their hands that said, I want my love walk to be an extension of the arms of Jesus. Then Lord, I thank you may it be done today according to their faith. Father, I link my faith up with their faith and I thank you for the love of God. I thank you for the love of God. Lord, I thank you double for your trouble, double for your trouble. And